Brandon Ellis, thanks for being on the Behind the Fiction podcast. Thank you. You are in Bali right now, right? Yes, yes. I've been and in the, Bali for about two months. And you moved there with your family. Mm-hmm. So well, you're not um, just like a young guy who's like, I'm going to Bali. This is a big thing when you move your family across the world. I'm an old guy who um, wanted to save money to buy a home in the United States because I got tired of paying two grand a month for rent. I would like to pay that for, you know, I'd like to save up money. And here in Bali, everything is about the third, a third of the cost than the United States or where I was. I was in the Pacific Northwest. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So that's what I came here to do. I don't know if that's going to happen, <laughs> but that's, that was my goal. It's a lot sunnier there and warmer, I bet. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's humid. It's probably averages around 83 degrees, I think. Humid, hot and humid. So sometimes it's in the 90s. Sometimes it feels like it's in the hundreds, they say. Feels like, yeah, the humature, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Humature. Yeah, we have that down here. Like you, you, during the summer, it's 95. But then they say, if it feels like it's 102. It's like there's not really. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hot. You step outside, it's hot. So anyway, yeah. that's kind of cool that you did that. Um, what, as an author, you're kind of able to live anywhere and work anywhere. Does that, does that fall into play with your decision making? Yeah, I was in Ireland, of all places, when I, in July or August, forget when, when I brought this idea up to my partner, Lotus. We're pretty much married. We've been together for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And... Um, my daughter, Liliana, she's eight. And uh, yeah, I brought it up to them and it took some convincing, but we finally did it. We literally moved out of our home and put everything in storage, sold a car, sold our furniture. Um, yeah, came here. And you are a space opera author. Is that, is that, is that fair? Or, or do you, you go beyond that? Because all the covers I see on your Amazon page look like space opera to me. Definitely space opera. I, I am more of a Star Wars okay. kind of guy. And uh, I want to get into military sci-fi. I do not have, I don't know if I have the chops for that yet. I don't, I don't know too much about military, even though my son's in the Marines and he'll read mm-hmm. my stuff and be like, no, dad, you need to put this here. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Um, we, like, he, just, he just told me how to clear a room. Like, you know, when you never hug a wall, apparently clearing a room is, you know, Marines will, you know, I forget what it is. Like, well, we, we have two, two sons that were Marines, but we've never had the clear okay. the room discussion. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it because I wrote it down the way he told me to write it down. And I probably will screw it up when, if, I, if I say it out loud. But it's pretty much, you know, how in the movies you see, uh, I, I guess, Marines or whoever with gun, with, with uh, a weapon or a rifle or whatever, and they go in the room. They, they kind of kick open the door and, and uh, what, did, what did he say? And clear the room where they, um, oh, I forget the word. You, you move your gun in a certain way and all that stuff. And, and I, yeah, you know there are going to be people who are watching and listening to this who are, who are just trying, struggling to get it out because they know exactly what it is and they're trying to help you yeah, right now. <laughs> and they, yeah, so I have it correct in my books, but not when I speak. Um, and yeah, so, I, I should say my new, my, my new books. My old books, um, you know, I didn't take that stuff into consideration and I got blown away with some pretty negative reviews, which was smart because then I learned, oh, well, I got to be a little bit more accurate with this military stuff. 
So yeah. So let's let's talk about your first LMBPN series because you've published a lot of stuff on your own. Your first LMBPN yeah. series is the Star Guild Saga, which is something that yeah. you had originally written and published before, and then dramatically changed for the LMBPN oh, yes. version. First book is Veil Rising, which was released last week. Yes. And it's doing very well. We're excited about it. It's going to be a what three book series. It's three book series. Um, if it does really well, I'd like to extend it, but right now it's three book series. Okay. And uh, the first book is massive. It's like 135,000 words. That's a, that's a big yeah. book. Over 500 pages. On, it says so on Amazon. And then my next book is about, probably be about, a, I'm, I'm, I've finished it, but I'm going through another edit and I usually add instead of delete for those edits and probably be up to 115K. Okay. Uh, I almost gave a spoiler away. There's a reason why. <laughs> give us a give us a little sense of the series and and who who the characters are. Um. All right. So when I first wrote it, the characters were Crystal and James and all this stuff, and three people wanted to be in the book. So I changed the main character's name to Allie, second main character's name to Shay, both my cousins, and <laughs> then um, one to my friend, his name is Coda. And so anyway. Um, what was your question again? I well, give us a sense again. of the characters, who they are in the not so much their names, but who who they are as people in in your in this oh, series. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so main character Allie, she is let's see here, kind of in the beginning, she's a very independent woman, um, sees suspicion in everything. There's a reason why, mm -hmm. and uh, she she was essentially taken by a certain race taken to another planet mind wiped and now is kind of waking up so she's um a very strong female lead and she she eventually will lead a team or she, she eventually leads a team and um yeah the character is just strong she's just a very um confident woman um, and then I have an admiral as a second lead character, and he's mm -hmm. the admiral type. Um, uh, what I've learned through beta testing and all that stuff is admirals need to be strong no matter what, and or else the uh, reader will not take this admiral seriously. So he is the guy who's got the most resolve and, um, again, strong like Allie. Uh, and yeah, so that, I, I don't know how, how to really describe them other than, um, oh gosh, I'm just, okay. Well, what, what's, what's, what's the, I mean, you know, Allie's had her mind wiped. She's taken to another planet and then what, what happens? What's, what's the story driver for, for the first book or, or to, okay. So here's, here's how I write. So I write space opera archeology. span Um, I was okay. a history major, so archeology span is a big thing in my life. So a lot of my characters are archaeologists and um she herself was an archaeologist um kind of uh researching the cuneiforms which are a sumerian sumerian tablets uh one of the first civilizations that had writing about six thousand years ago and what she has done is she has transcribed a um tablet that not too many people could transcribe and she found that in these Anunnaki, in these um, Sumerian tablets, there's a race called the Anunnaki. The Sumerians believed that we were all humans were created by 
um, extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. And then the extraterrestrials eventually left. And, but when they created us, they created us to become slaves. And then there was a war between those extraterrestrials and all that stuff. That's in the Sumerian tablets. And so here we are with Allie, and she finds, oh my gosh, yes, they did make us a slave race, but they did take a lot of us. Oh, sorry. This turned off. No, that was weird. Okay. Yeah. So was that like just lighting on you? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think it's just turned off. Um, sorry, I'm going to be in the dark for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, so it's the middle of the night where you are. It's uh, yeah, 9 it's 10 middle of the a.m. Night. here, 9, 10 p.m. the next day. And, and yeah, in Bali, things can do that. It can just turn off because the electricity <laughs> doesn't work so well. Um, so my main light to light me, it just turned off. Anyway, so she believes that she uh, has found, uh, she decoded a translation in, on the Sumerian tablets stating that, okay, they took a lot of us off planet to another planet to still do these slave things. And it led her to a tomb, to a tomb in Iraq where the Sumerians were. And um, she believes this tomb is the key to it all. And when she opens it, uh, she discovers she's in the wrong place at the exact right time because they're coming for more people and she's one of them. So they do take her, they mind wipe her, but she has something specific in her that um, she begins to wake up and, and so do some other humans and they start to pretty much uh, remember things and all that and, Okay. And all hell, hell starts to break loose. But she, in the beginning of the book, she's a mech miner, which means she's mining a certain material on a planet for slave race. But she doesn't know she's a slave, nor do any of the humans, until they start waking up. And they realize, okay, not all this mining stuff that we are mining is actually coming to just humans. A lot of it's going off planet somewhere else, but where? And then there's, you know, politicians in there that have been hiding this for a long time and all that stuff. So, yeah. All right. Well, so it sounds very cool. And I, I know the reaction from, the, from our JIT team, which if, for those of you who don't know, just-in-time reading team, which are like a, a group of uh, proofreaders that are the last people to see the book uh, before the final edits are made. They, they really enjoyed the story. They really enjoyed the changes you made to the story. And there's oh, a lot good. of depth. There's a lot of different plot threads in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did have eight characters in it when I first wrote it. <laughs> and it was terribly written, I have to admit. Um, and, but it was my very first sci-fi. Very first sci-fi I've ever read and, or wrote. And um, I literally changed. I didn't have any resolution in the books. I, would ju- I just, with all my characters, I had eight characters. I just did cliffhangers. I didn't just know what going. I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stop. I just like, okay, I'll just end the book here. And um, no resolution. So um, I attempted to clear that up. I deleted over 20 chapters, changed the last seven. No, that's in my second book. I don't know how many chapters I deleted in this one. But um, uh, my next book, Backlash Rising, which is a sequel to this, I erased 20 chapters and redid them and all that stuff. But um, this one, I trimmed down to four main characters. That's the best I could do. I was trying to get it down to two, but it just didn't, the story just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I've got it at four. And yeah, and the threads are kind of interwoven. And um, yeah, anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've got uh, book two is up for a pre-order. The, you, you'll see the pre-order date is, you know, once you finish book one, you're going to want to read book two. So you can do the pre-order. It's, the pre-order date is June 15th. We're hoping to have it ready before that. We're just, we, we set it up on June 15th to give ourselves a little leeway. So we hope, we hope to have it uh, a little sooner than June 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I All right, and now for, a, now for a total change of pace. I was reading your bio on Amazon, and I see that you were an all-state baseball player in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, – a lot of colleges actually wanted me as a baseball player. Um, I was recruited, and I'd go to colleges, and uh, one of the best baseball colleges in the entire nation actually came to one of my games, and they weren't coming to see me, but um, I was the quiet – good player. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't loud and I, people didn't know about me until they saw me. And, um, I was shortstop. Um, that I, I was kind of the, the leader of the team in that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, when he saw me, he came up to me and shook my hand. He said, he goes, he was here for so-and-so, but I kind of outclassed him, he said, and, um, he would like to come me to come and visit you know, the campus and all that stuff. And, and so I visited a lot of campuses. Um, and like an idiot, I decided to play basketball at a college. You know, I was, I was, a, I was also you were one of those guys, one of yeah. those guys who just good at and everything. So yeah. But I the rest made of us the hated in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my friend said. I, he said, I was really good at sports and he hated that. Um, and I made the basketball, um, it was a practice team and that's as far as I went. It's not like I went anywhere with it. And, and I, I, yeah, I should have played baseball and I loved baseball. I don't know what I was thinking. So, yeah. Well, it's funny. One of the, one of the cool things about writing is that you can keep developing throughout your life until, you know, you just say, I don't want to do this anymore. Unlike athletics where you can be really good as an 18 year old, and then you reach a point, even if you are the best in the world, where your skills start to diminish. And it's yeah, exactly. it ends for everybody. It ends for you know, a great baseball player at age 40. But for you, it might have ended at 19. And here's something that you're like really good at, and you just can't really do it anymore because you made a choice <laughs> this other thing. Yeah, I did. I made, I made a choice. Yeah, but now, now the writing thing, you know, you can apply a lot of the same skills. You have these skills and you can just continue to hone them and get better and better and better. And yeah. like, like a, a baseball player who never ages, just that those contracts just keep getting bigger and the more money as you, as you write <laughs> more books. Wouldn't it be yeah. nice to have some of those contracts though? Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah, some of the contracts <laughs> that uh, the baseball players and the basketball <laughs> the football. Did you play football too? Um, my parents wouldn't let me, but I did in middle school, and okay. um, they called me Worm because I would catch anything and worm my way around people. <laughs> like okay. they would hit me, and I would just somehow slide off of them. I don't know how I did that stuff, but yeah, I was an athlete, and um, I just got done playing basketball yesterday here at one of the uh, oh gosh, Bali clubs, uh-huh. and I could not. I made one shot. I couldn't, my form, my form is really good. Everything. Uh-huh. I just kept what you call airballing it and getting yeah. off the back of the rim. And it was embarrassing because there were these three players there that were really good. And I thought, okay, these are young players, but you know, I was really good. I can show them up and I can really dribble still really well. And, and um, yeah, I, I just missed everything. I made one shot. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's good. At least you made one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I so rarely, I, I diverged into sports because I so rarely get to talk about athletics with, with authors. You're the first person I've ever seen in the bio that talks about. Did uh, you, did you play athletics? I, I loved sports. I was not that good. I played basketball in high school, a little bit of basketball at a really small college. Uh-huh. I'm oh, horrible wow. at baseball, too small to play football, um, but loved all of them. And you know, one of my best friends in, in high school was point guard on the basketball team, quarterback on the football team, shortstop uh, on the baseball team. And it's like, yeah. you suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they asked it's me because I had too much the- in one person. I had uh, one of the strongest arms in the league. I don't know why or how. I was just super skinny, but for some reason, I could throw that ball like a so fast. I, I don't know why. It made no sense. And um, so I was having the, the football coach asking me to be like the quarterback and 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 all that stuff. So anyway, yeah. So I may have had a career in that if I was, you know, if I was allowed. But my parents yeah. were definitely. Well, my dad broke like both his knees. A wide receiver football. too. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it might be good. So he definitely Yeah. All right. Well, Brandon, it's, it's been great chatting with you. Um, really excited about the book and excited about the new series. And it's great to be working with you. So thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, I really enjoy working with you too. And um, yeah, hopefully it does well. And you've got a website. Where's the, where's the best place for people to connect with you? Um, BrandonEllisWrites.com. Okay. And we will link to that in the show notes. And I hear the doorbell ringing here at the, at the home office. So I will uh, talk to you later. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Stephen.